Welcome to episode 21 of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. So before we begin, we have a brand new phone number for you to reach out to us to discuss the elections. We'd love to hear from you. The phone number is 949-891-2446. That's 949-891-2446. We want to know how you feel about America right now versus 2016. Has it improved? Do you feel better about America or worse about America? You can also follow us on Brown Black Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you again and also stay connected. Mike, it's been a crazy couple of days. We thought that November 3rd was going to bring mayhem, and it has. (laughs) We still don't know who the president is. There's litigation and lawsuits happening in about four states already from the Trump administration. Uh, Latinos have voted in record numbers for Trump, and that puts into debate what the Latino vote even is. Blacks have also voted uh, for Trump in uh, numbers that have not been seen in a while, especially after George Floyd. That's mind boggling to me. So, Mike, why don't we begin with the Latino vote and what went wrong? here? Well, I'd like to do that because I think that there are some specific things that or, or miscalculations on the part of the Democrats that allowed them to gain more Latino voters and more black voters. But I really would like to hear your take on why Latinos in record numbers in some places really went for Trump when we were not. See, I, I, I didn't completely. I didn't see this coming. No, and I think it's two states that really represent the problem. I think it's Florida as a whole and Texas as a whole. Texas was supposed to flip blue, and it didn't because Latinos voted a lot more for Trump. Forty-one out of forty-seven percent of Latinos voted for Trump, and forty-five percent of Floridian Latinos voted for Trump. Now, remember. Those are high numbers. They're supposed to be in the 20s, if not in the teens. So what went wrong in Florida and in Texas? Now, here's what I think went wrong in Florida. I grew up in a time where my dad was a man that constantly was talking about returning back to his home country. No, well, dude, you know, but that it's interesting you say that because that, you know, and we could talk it because I'm sure this is going to come into our conversation. American values, the American way. Every immigrant that comes to America, comes to America, gets treated like shit, then eventually when they get in a position where they're not treated like shit, they don't want any more immigrants to come in. And this is the hypocrisy of the Latino community in my perspective. And I think what happened in Florida was several things. One, we are not a monolith. And when I say we're not a monolith, that means we are 21 countries in South America that think differently, that eat differently, that view politics differently. So we're different people. Treat us. You know, somebody said the other day that they have an example where the word Latino is is almost like saying the word Europeans. Europeans are many different countries, but you don't treat all of them like Europeans in America. That's just a treatment that Latinos get. The other thing is that Latinos assimilate very deeply. You come to this country, all of a sudden, you recognize that Life is just different. It's better. You're not being persecuted if you're a journalist that wrote a headline and now they're coming to not only hunt you down, but hunt down your family. You can be a journalist without getting murdered or assassinated for calling out someone. 
That's one of the reasons that they come here. And then once they're here, Mike, some of them even love this country more than the native person born here. Because they want to fit in so bad. Because they want to change from their previous country and their socialist country and their corrupt country. Dude. That doesn't happen here at the rate it does over there. And so for them, they want to protect that so much that they made it through. Now they want no one else to come in. That, it, to me, is immoral. That, to uh, me, dude, is hypocritical. But let me just say this. Hypocritical? Uh, that is part of human nature. I, I straight up believe that. I mean, if that were not the case, you know, it, we wouldn't see how many times, and I'm not going to name cultures, but how many times have we seen a culture be a victim of something and then turn around, a victim of persecution specifically, and then turn around and persecute another culture? We've seen it. It's, this is something that happens quite a bit. Because there's differences, and I think that those differences, that once you made it, you forget about the little people. I think those differences are so deep in class, in hierarchy. These are things that we're wired into. Any poor man that makes it big, odds are that that person won't really look back anymore, Mike. Well, I, I think not only didn't look back, but it also comes into, you know, if you are someone who lives in the South, there is a different mentality than someone who lives in the North you know, east or west coast, being- Or in the coast. Or either coast, right. It's a very different mentality. So black or white, there's certain things that you connect as being American. There's certain things that your your view on things. Part of what uh, blacks who voted for Trump, how he got to them was just the idea of making their communities safe, okay? So, you know, the perception of safe, perception of who's creating the-, the who are the criminals, is not a black, white, or Latino issue. Like you said, it's a class issue. And if you believe that that one, and if they paint, as you said, if they paint one candidate is trying to turn the country socialist, like you said, this country you've already come from that you're running away from, uh, then of course you're you're going to uh, you're going to rebel against that, and you're going to embrace what you now see are American values. I think the other reason that Latinos voted for Trump in record numbers is because Dems didn't reach out to them. Absolutely. This comes back down to the feeling of invisibility that we've been talking about in this show for the last seven months, Mike. Invisibility. Invisibility politically, invisibility in media, invisibility in business, invisibility almost in every aspect. We're taken for granted. It's not that whites hate us. You can even argue that whites have more in common with the Hispanic than they do with the black. We're just ignored. Ignored to the point that we become second-class citizens. That if you're white in your South American country, that shit stays in the door. When you come here, your last name is what we look at. And that's what most Hispanics got to deal with. But I think most Hispanics are okay with it as long as they got money in their pocket, providing for their families, have the American dream that still resonates very highly with Hispanics. They want to have money. They want to have the bling. They want to have all the Americanisms that they grew up with desiring when they were living in their country. Older Latinos in this country are most likely Republicans in terms of values, religion, and the fear of socialism. The campaign based on fear, which is what I think uh, Trump has clearly done. The fear, in this case, of losing the things you value, of losing ground, 
uh, financially, of going back to a socialist setup like you left before. And I think part of that has to do with short-term thinking versus long-term thinking, you know? Uh, And coming back to what you said, one of the biggest differences, I think, for blacks, uh, you know, and not all blacks, because we're not monolithic. You know, when, when Black Lives Matter started, one of the uh, things that was trending uh, was black or African-American. If you're African, you don't consider yourself, quote unquote, African-American. If you're if you're West Indian or Jamaican, you know, you know, African-American is is probably closer because if you want to trace it all all the way back but there are blacks here from the caribbean blacks here from africa blacks here from uh, all these different places but the what is seen as the the quote black vote is just like uh the latino vote what is seen as the quote unquote latino vote it is taken for granted it's taken for granted because look well look look how obvious you say look how obvious it is that they don't care about you. Look how obvious it is with police violence. Look how obvious it is. The, the real deal, I think, in the black community is that blacks uh, see white politicians as all being the same, you know? And uh, at the end of the day, it's who's going to pay attention to me? Who's going to give a shit about my vote? Being taken for granted is probably one of the biggest mistakes that the Democrats made. Now, one of the things that um, I'm, I'm, I'm also shocked at what's going on is the Puerto Rican vote. You cannot vote for the president of the United States if you're in Puerto Rico, born in Puerto Rico. Yes, you are still an American, but you do not live within the 50 states. So you don't, there's certain rights that you have within the 50 states and rights you don't have if you're outside of that. And that's what happens when you just were born and live in Puerto Rico. So a lot of the Puerto Ricans that moved over, not all of them can vote, but a lot of them can vote. And that's about 850,000. Most of them live in Orlando. And I understand that not New York, but Orlando is where the biggest and the largest population of Puerto Ricans outside of Puerto Rico live within the United States. Big vote there. It's a lot of problems in Florida between the young voter and the older voter, and it's still uncanny to me that after Trump calls Mexican racist, throws paper towels, and doesn't even fund properly Puerto Rico, and all the corruption that's happening there politically, that these guys still have the audacity to vote for this guy. And that's why, Mike, at the end of the day, when we go into the next election in 2024, expect the same numbers. We have to start thinking differently about blacks and the way they vote and start thinking differently about Latinos, not in the same way that whites want us, but we need to kind of be introspective about how divided we are. We're really divided. And to generalize is the biggest mistake that we could do in elections. There is a lot of mistrust for the government. You know, and if you're African-American, you're black, whatever you want to call yourself in this country, it's impossible for you to trust. So it's not like, oh, we don't trust Trump, but we trust Biden. Biden's got a sketchy past, you know, in terms of in the eyes of many African-Americans and in the eyes of, of, you know, many voters who, as Janet Jackson says, what has he done for me lately? 
You know, there's an ad that the uh, Blacks for Trump put out. Joe Biden insulted millions of black Americans. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Worse, Biden wrote the mass incarceration laws that destroyed a generation of black families. We have no choice but to take them out of society. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. Lock the SOBs up. He insulted us, jailed us. We must not elect him president. The ad that I just played to you, okay, what does it tell you? If you live in a certain neighborhood, sure, you know about people who have been killed and whatever, whatever. Very often those who have been killed, you know, uh, uh, or had issues with police were doing some criminal shit. Are there innocent black men and women who get uh, beat up and killed by police all the time? Yes, of course. But that is our history. That shit was going on during Obama. So that's not my main issue. My main issue is... Who's going to help me now? Who's going to put more money in my pocket right now? Who's going to give a shit about the community? Is it going to be Biden or Trump? If Biden locked up so many of us and was a racist then and he, and he said this and now he's also still trying to take my vote. Well, you know what? Fuck him. I'm going to vote for Trump because at least Trump has a platinum plan. Okay, because the bottom line is, okay, you said prosperity, prosperity for me. It's not it's it's not about thinking about the future. What are American values Are American values? Tell me what is um, um, give me an American value that is forward thinking about the future uh, uh, of of, you know, the the planet and 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 the country Uh, education, small bullshit, bullshit. Okay, what what's happening? He's got the 1776 commission. Okay, uh, education in this country is a shame. It's a shambles. It's it's ridiculous. Education, and I come from a family of educators. The way this educational system is in this country is is I won't even get into it. But it's bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit. It's in sad need of repair. But okay, the people. It's just like our healthcare system. The people who are affected, exactly, it's shit. Okay, it, we are we have all this money, but we are the least advanced when it comes to taking care of our citizens. So it we're the sickest people because of abs- COVID in probably the again, world again because of misinformation, a, a lack of education, ignorance. Okay, appealing yet Latinos and blacks still vote for that's, Trump, man. Be, which which brings me to the point that this election was not about race, Mike, and I thought so much that this election was about race about not killing black people anymore and them just asking for equality and for us to not be treated as second class citizens and include us in hollywood movies in tv shows in books that's and promote our that's reporters happening. and that's critics happening. that's happening now and i thought that that was what was on the ballot okay. again that is what is on the ballot for forward-thinking people people who are thinking down the line who are looking at the big picture There's a bigger picture here. The bigger picture and what's coming is what people are not looking at. This is like, 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 you know, the short version would be called the okie doke. Okay. Right now. And it's, this is, let's call this Thursday or Friday, November 5th or 6th. And and we're, we're doing this show. They still don't know who's going to be the next president. And there's this whole thing coming. Everything that you're going to see played out over the next month is setting us up for the future of this country.
Mike, where are some of the things that stood out to you in this election? Um, I know you voted. I haven't asked you for, you know, who you voted for. But what's been your feeling about this election? Did you feel that your vote was going to change anything? Did you feel that this was a moment in time that you needed to be a part of? How connected were you to this election? Or you just were apathetic to the whole thing? Well, no, I was not apathetic. I definitely voted and I definitely felt it was important to vote and I did vote early. I went on Sunday and I voted. Uh, But I did not watch any election coverage. I did not watch any of that. I mean, nothing. Why? Because what is the point? My watching it the buzz to to know as much as you can to follow the drama i already know i don't need to follow the drama to me nothing that's happening is a surprise this is everything that is happening is everything that i thought would happen i i to me my prediction is that you know biden will win by a small margin uh Trump will be contesting every single thing. He's going to be pushing for this. He's going to push it up to the Supreme Court. He's going to try and hold on to it as long as he can. This is going to drag out for weeks. It'll be unprecedented. It'll be like, oh. Past Thanksgiving? uh, Easily into Thanksgiving, in my opinion. Easily into Thanksgiving. This is my, I hope I'm wrong, but this is my prediction. Everything from what I'm reading right now, uh, Georgia might flip to Biden. Nevada, Arizona. Pennsylvania looks like it's going to be Biden and only North Carolina uh, is going to be Trump. And that seems these seems already certain per everything that I'm reading on Twitter, watching on television, reading in uh, newspaper articles, etc. A new America with Biden as president, better or worse? Well, here's and that's a very good question. I think the the biggest issue, the long term, and you hear me, you always hear me say short term versus long term. The problem is whether Trump becomes president or Biden becomes president. For uh, I'm just going to speak for Black people. We have to hold them to it. We have to make sure stuff happens. We have to make sure we are taken care of as a country. I mean, I think overall. If Biden gets in office, part of the problem he's going to be up against, similar to to uh, Obama, is that, you know, down ballot, you know, uh, those those things were already set. Those things with gerrymandering already made it so they knew they'd win. They weren't worried. You know, there are some politicians you like, how could this person have possibly won? Everybody hates them and they still won. OK, so you, you watch that documentary, uh, Slay the Dragon, you know why. But I, I think Biden at the very least, will try a different approach to uh, the pandemic. But my concern is the result of all of this, the result of this, this civil war that he's, he's sparking and, and this, this, this sort of really undermining of our democracy uh, and, and the, the whole movement that will come about that will say, they don't agree with this administration. They don't agree with this president. This this is going to be, the uh, I think, one of the most chaotic times in our history. So I think Biden being president will, you know, ultimately it's going to bring about change. But I think it's going to be very, very chaotic because of what we're trying to let leave behind. Like you said, the mask is off. So it's not like the country all of a sudden became racist. They just came out. They just came out of hiding. 
They're just empowered. 65 million people voted for Trump, okay? And and are, even if 75 million voted... Yeah, those are close to Obama numbers. Right, 65, that means 65 million people felt that... For, forget the race. They just they voted for him and everything he stands for. Okay, they voted for him. They believed his hype. They went for him. But even if seventy five million voted for Biden, bigger and more people voted for him than any other person ever. Okay, guess what? There's still forty five million people that didn't vote. Who are they? What's their deal? And where are they going to sit in between all of this? Okay, there's still a bunch of people who voted, who did vote, who voted libertarian or this or that or all these other things. So I am curious, and this is my question to you. Do you think if we have a Biden that that it'll be a better country? And do you think there will eventually be the rise of a real third party? Uh, For me, if we pick Biden, here's what I'm looking for. How do you ignore science? Ignoring science is what got us in the problem with the pandemic. So we're going to have a restoration of science truth. Do I think that that's the solution to all the problems and to the unification of America? No. America's not going to be unified. Mike, please tell me a time since 1776 that America's been unified altogether. Dude, I don't even 1776 was that unified. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. It's never happened. I, so I why are we expecting this fantasy yeah. that we're all going to be holding hands, you know, on Thanksgiving going, we love each other here in America. America, the melting pot, the melting pot. All right. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I think America has always been a dream. That's what I really think. Uh, and here's my question to you, though. Okay, let's say we got Biden in office, and let's say he is brings Fauci back. He's like, welcome back, Dr. Fauci. What do we do now? And Fauci says, this is what we do. Get everybody to wear a mask for two months. We'll lower our numbers. We'll be back in shape. Everybody wears a mask everywhere. We cut down all this shit. We just go on a, not a lockdown, but just everybody wears a mask. No large gatherings, two months, boom. Okay, here's what happens. There are going to be a lot of deaths but not because Biden said not to wear the masks. See, there's a difference here. If people are dying at an alarming rate because they weren't told by the government to put on their masks, then they have a certain like, well, you know more than I do, so I'm going to trust you. But if Biden is saying, don't put on the mask, stay at home, no businesses, no theaters until we get this under control and then everybody can have a party, per what Fauci says, then I think what's going to happen is they're going to be a revolt by those 65 million people. And those 65 million people could die, Mike. But that's the thing about the freedom of this particular country. You could die by your own will, not by the government's will. If you don't want to listen to what the government says or what science says or what the truths and the facts say, then dude, your life is your own to do whatever the hell you want with it. If you want to die on your own, go ahead and die. But that's the only way to fix this, Mike. You got to let people be. And if Whatever damage they do to themselves, that's on them. Yeah, but that, but if if I mean, oh, what are you going to have? Uh, bubbles where everybody you know mask and no mask zones. That's the only way to do it because if somebody, if a place, you, it's already happening now. Where stores yeah, you just enforce, you know, like Walmart stores. You don't let everybody come in. Right. Restaurants. Yeah, yeah but the same when, thing. when a group, when a group of anti-mask protesters storm 
target and the police support them. The police, because they're Trump. No, the the police isn't going to support them that way. They're going to be, I think some of them won't work as hard to enforcing it, but they could be going to jail too or reprimanded or fined or even suspended for not following rules. Remember, law and order, right? Law and order works both ways. If so a cop isn't going is to follow, all... follow law and order, then that dude shouldn't be a cop. Uh, dude, that, that's a whole other conversation. But then maybe this is all the precursor to the purge. The Democratic Party is going to have to reinvent itself. I just don't see it winning another election under this particular well, it, uh, It's impossible. If so many people of color and white people with degrees are behind Trump, and there are a lot of them, you know, they, they said something like 20, it said uh, 26% uh, with college degrees and Asian, black, Hispanic voters 12%, which is what they said it was going to be. That's what it ended up being. It was just even larger among the Latinos in certain areas than, than it was than they even anticipated. It, it actually looks like the Republicans going to become like a multicultural Republican party. Incredible. Well, that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to episode 21 of the Brown and Black podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support this podcast, please subscribe to our show and leave a review. Your help will allow us to be heard by many more people. Again, we have a brand new phone number. If you'd like to reach out to us, it's 949-891-2446. 949-891-2446. You can also follow us at Brown Black Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you and stay connected. We'll see you tomorrow on another episode of Brown and Black. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our store up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro.